Is that my bonch? Uh, yes. Oh, there it is. I've been looking for always, that. Always and forever. Hooray. <laughs> okay. I just had to do a little bit of trolling. <laughs> trolling? What? Yeah. What? What? What do you mean? Where? What? How? Who? Uh, on on the Facebooks. <laughs> I was in the middle of trolling. We have a uh, Facebook now. I've always had a Facebook. Oh, you your Facebook, not Tobias Facebook. No, I should probably make one. Yeah, probably should. Yeah. What? Once I once I quit my job, mm-hmm. um, once and for all, I will dedicate some time to even. Like like talking with our audience even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> audience, I'm coming for you. Oh, oh, oh. That's very threatening the way you make it sound like that. Give it all to baby. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, I, I'm not a fan of that. I can tell you that much. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Hey everybody, it's a Max Fun Drive. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you got Max Fun on the brain, huh? <laughs> it's uh. that time of the year where we say thank you for giving us your money instead of Maximum Fun Network. <laughs> and we talk about all the cool prizes you get, like the the knowledge that you're a total chump to pay all this money for that's much less of a return on investment for money since the maximum fund network oh boy <laughs> Ooh. no but seriously Ooh. Like, yeah. <laughs> no it's it's just it's that time of the year where all of my favorite podcasts are talking about max fund drive and uh, i guess it's a good time to say hey everybody who's supporting us Listeners, the, ma- the and- drive is already over. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I it's it was over tonight. Long. It's over tonight when we're recording this. Oh, like I'm literally, I'm literally after we record this, gonna go like, like, uh, sign up for it. Oh, finally, and it's gonna be over. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I guess it's over. I'm Johnny Come Lately. Here I am. Okay. <laughs> I mean, What's I do. Your name? I do want. I do- <laughs> Hi. Hi. Who are you? <laughs> They call me Johnny Come Lately. Um. Well, I did. I did want to say that. Uh, fuck, you totally threw me off track. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I did this to you in the first episode, and you, you've got. At least, there's only, on one, at least there's only one of me this time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a good as time as any to say thanks to all the people who listen to us and support us. Like it really means a lot to us. I, I know it's something that we've said on our bonus episodes, but I don't think we've waxed at length about it on uh, the main feed. So, <laughs> What have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was not precisely the direction I was planning to go in, but if you want to go there, sure. Right. Um, so yeah. Is, no, what, I, is what our listeners, they, they want to be, be celebrated in front of the, uh, <laughs> the, the non-supporters. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do is we should, you know how, how we, we read the names of new supporters? 
uh, at a certain dollar level. What we should do is read the names of listeners who don't support in order to shame them. <laughs> uh, Johnny, come lately. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ruben Smith. You know who you are. You know what you did. Getting all his free content, not paying any money for it. Um, Ruben stuttered. <laughs> I wish he was a listener. Why don't you listen to my show? Come on, Ruben. You'd love it. You'd love it. Ah, what did I ever do to you? Um, <laughs> we did get a new did supporter. You voted for Clay. You voted for Clay, didn't you? Oh. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. We did get a new supporter that I wanted to say. Uh, mm. Peter Steinley. Thanks, Peter. That's some very good thoughts. Yeah. Did you read them? I did. Oh, you were just talking about how you don't interact with our audience no, at all. No, I, I read all the emails. Oh, I just never just, respond, respond, except for occasionally in person. In per- Oh, in person? You yeah. Fly I- out- <laughs> did you fly out to visit with Peter Steinle and you didn't tell me? You didn't invite yeah. me? Oh. I was hoping it would be more a folie à trois instead of a folie à deux. <laughs> a menage à deux. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, he uh, he said some very kind words. For, well, he didn't say them. He typed them with his fingers. Uh, he's He started with the ICP episodes. <laughs> well, he could have used dictation through Siri. You don't know that he typed with his fingers. Okay, okay. Whoa. It's ableist. Yeah. Um, he hasn't listened to the Garth episodes yet, or as of like a week and a half ago. Uh, though he is from Oklahoma and he might feel a duty to go back and do that. Um, mm. he, he also brought up that like he comes from a similar background of growing up in a very conservative, insular, insulated Christian household where they weren't allowed to listen to secular music. And so uh, he's had to an- undertake a sort of re-education camp for himself in order to catch You're up welcome. on pop culture. Okay. <laughs> 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 You're so antagonistic towards our listeners. <laughs> Jesus. Uh always too hot, never too cold. Oh god. <laughs> um I'm too hot to hold, Nathan. I I know. Got to go for the, Peter Steinley, you got to go for the gold. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. The gold being secular culture. The yeah. best the best art of secular culture. Mhm. Yep. So Thank you, Peter. I'm sorry that all the substantive things I was going to say to respond were just completely <laughs> shot on by Cameron and derailed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Ethan. Playing bad host, good host. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. You're killing me. You're killing me, Cameron. You're, ki- you're literally killing me. You're <laughs> Why are you? figuratively literally killing me. Why are you pretending like like this show isn't about us interrupting each other constantly? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> well, maybe not in sincere moments where we're like actually thanking our listeners right. or supporters or responding right. to what they say. Oh. Cockle away. I'll shut Cock- up. Check out these cockles. Uh, this is listener um, mailbag letter time. Uh, did you see what Ethan Storing wrote about to us? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, you actually read it. Well, I'm going to read some of it to you. He said, I may be a little late to the party on this. Uh, if you remember people from a couple episodes ago, listeners, there was, we were listening to the last ICP album and I said, listeners, write in, tell us what you would rather hear us talk about. And Ethan said, grass, tax returns, (laughs) plain rice cakes, and the DMV. (laughs) 
All right, so I'll yeah. start from the bottom list. We'll just we'll start from the bottom, and then we're here. Okay, so the thing about the DMV is it's not actually DMV in Massachusetts, where I currently reside. Where, where Cameron and I grew up in Oregon, it is the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles. Out here in Massachusetts, however, it is a different... Um, it's a different acronym, and I, I don't have a car, and I don't drive. Serious? Yeah, I think it's RMV. Dude, there's all in in Pennsylvania. I know you didn't stay here long enough and you didn't drive, so you didn't have to deal with this bullshit. But uh-huh. like, there isn't really like a a DMV. Hmm. There isn't a centralized place where you can have everything done. And when it was time, so like, <laughs> I had like Oregon plates for like five years, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I eventually got a ticket, and they said that they were going to tow me unless I fixed it. So I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, 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 fuck. And so like, you know, I'm just like. I'm just like Googling like where the DMV is. I was like, where's the fucking DMV? (laughs) (laughs) And there, and yeah, there isn't really one. There's a DMV, uh, driver's license, like a photo center Uh in center city. And then there's just like a bunch of private businesses that will do registration for you. I'm looking at Pennsylvania department of transportation photo license center. So that's a private business. No, the photo license one is, uh, is a uh, government. Oh, that's just but, for is- issuing the license, not for like, yeah, not just, for, like, just for like, that. Uh, They're only open plates. on certain days and uh, that place is a totally bullshit to go to as well. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, that like the not knowing where to go and that mixed with like when I do get to the place where I'm supposed to go, like Philly, for those of, for those of you who haven't been to Philly, it's just, it's about the worst customer service I've ever experienced in in any, especially the government, mm-hmm. <laughs> like especially the the city employees mm-hmm. <laughs> or the city contractors. Like, um, uh, okay, some of you are great, but like as a whole, my experience with SEPTA very poor. <laughs> mm. My experience with the uh, the parking authority, I mean, they. They're straight up criminals. <laughs> really? What do you mean yeah. by that? Like uh, they got in trouble for fraud or something a while back. Because um, you shit. know how uh, you know how John had all of those. Like he had like a thousand dollars in parking tickets. Uh huh. And they Wait, he just, got like, that call- in Philly too. Yeah, I, he, I knew yes. he got that in New York. He he left town. He skipped down with like two thousand yeah. dollars in parking tickets from New York. Yeah, he did the no, same did thing this, in Philly. He did the same thing in Philly, but oh then like God. it all got forgiven because of some sort of court case or something where they were like, "Yeah, you're giving out parking tickets when you shouldn't." Um, <laughs> I I think he probably earned the parking tickets he got, but he got away with it because Philly is just so fucking corrupt. Mm. <laughs> like, from the, police to the parking authority to what have you mm-hmm. anyway that's been <laughs> okay so we covered talking we covered about dmv talking. instead of icp yeah dmv so uh we're moving on next to plain rice cakes okay uh what kind of what kind of do you have a tight five on plain rice cakes what kind of material you got prepared uh what what is the deal with plain rice cakes yes and it's a- it's about a dollar. Well, who's eating these things? Uh, it's about a dollar for five of them. That's uh-huh. the deal. Who who inv- who came up? Who who's coming up with this stuff? I mean, is it even food? It's it's not rice. It's not cakes. What is it? It is plain though. I guess I guess it is rice. They're they're not so bad if you if you put you know a topping on them. But I guess then they're not very. That's plain, not plain. Are they? Yeah. 
No, that's still plain. That's the whole point. You get a plain one, and then you do whatever you want to it. Freedom. Oh, America. Ugh. Okay, I don't want to it's hear your about patri- that. It's your patriotic duty to buy p- plain rice cakes. Mm. And that's my final word about it. Okay. Oh, popping off on one of his patented rants over here. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is tax returns. Uh, I was I was a good boy this year. I filed my taxes like early January so I could get that sweet refund money. Did you get a sweet refund? I did. Uh, I had to do taxes for my other podcast for the first time. <laughs> you made enough money? And- uh yeah oh yeah oh. yeah <laughs> okay uh, I, I, uh, yeah supporters uh, it's time to up your game uh, we we got to show up these fucking assholes uh, over at uh, get uh, up in the cool uh, we we got to show them up okay I I made a taxable income uh, yeah <laughs> what the fuck are you doing you piece of but shit but I I literally spent every everything on it and I and I wrote it all off uh, <laughs> so. Cool. Because uh, I also spent a lot of money on that show because it was an existing hobby <laughs> that cost money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, anything on on grass? I mean, I could make some marijuana jokes, but that that seems a little tasteless. Um, um, did you know there's a lot of different species of grass? Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of them is is corn, and that's that's one that you you can eat it. So most people call the music that I play old time, but it's actually the original uh, genre is called old grass. Old grass. <laughs> You're making a very obscure joke, I think. Well, maybe not so, it's obscure so much as just bad. Look at this dry old grass. Okay. That's not real. Uh, okay. fake news. Uh, but Ethan, Ethan did <laughs> write like a hilarious little little poem of a, of a little message to us where he says, there are two cases in the world of psychology that have always fascinated me due to their profound effect on the subject's mental state, that of Phineas Gage and that of Peter Tripp. In both cases, the fundamental psychological makeup of each man was profoundly altered due to a traumatic event in their life. I feel that one day, psychologists will study the first two seasons of Think Outside the Box set to examine how two once-enthusiastic and passionate podcasters drifted slowly into madness due to a three-month stint of listening to and talking about the insane clown posse. Sounds about it right. Was the, it was the maddest ennui I've ever experienced. <laughs> angry ennui. <laughs> Up in uh, that angry ennui. I'm bored, 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 gree. Born, that doesn't work. No, no. Mm. So that took a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he, here's, here's something. Have you checked desirablebad.com yet? Recently? No, okay, I guess I'll do it to, now. Go type it in, go to, go, go type into your web, web box, www.google.com, and then hit the enter key. Then hit and then go down and Aww. T- yeah, it's me. It's you, the baddest, most desirable banjo player you'll ever see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm. So, is it bad that you're desirable, like you're a bad boy, or is it, or is your badness <laughs> itself desirable? It's definitely a James Dean thing. Mm. Uh, Rebel without That's, a banjo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other announcement I have to make is that we're on Spotify now, y'all. Mm. Check us out. If Feels you go good. onto Spotify and okay, I got I got to tell you this. Like I I submitted us to Spotify. We submitted to them uh like the subs we are. 
Uh, we presented. We prostrated ourselves in front of Spotify. And I, I prostrated myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have we talked about that song? I think it's the bird and the bee. They where they where they they <laughs> they have a song that's like very serious and somber, and the woman accidentally says, "I'm lying prostate on the floor." Oh my god! Yeah, I'll drop oh, a sound no. sample in or something. It's the worst thing. Oh no! It's, it's not. It's bad. It's not good. My 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 pastor my pastor said that once. <laughs> in church, instead of you know, we need to prostate ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like everyone did a coffee spit take at the same time. <laughs> there was a record so scratch, funny that played on the church sound system. Yeah. It was funny in, in retrospect um, because uh, I did not know what the prostate was at the time because sex ed is still not what it should be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, you taught yourself what it is soon enough. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I was saying that I would go on Spotify in the last couple weeks, knowing that we had submitted ourselves to them, and I would start typing in, think outside <laughs> the box set, and I would usually be doing this at work. And the thing is that if you go on Spotify and you start typing, think outside the box, uh, before you get finished typing that whole phrase... The first hit that preloads and shows a preview on the monitor that I have at work Wait, is... Let me see what it is. Yeah. I want you to look <laughs> at see. it. Uh, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you seeing this shit? No. What? You're not seeing anything? I didn't see that. See what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't... Ugh. Okay. What I see is when I start typing think outside the, it preloads top result, and it is think outside the box by Bloodhound Gang. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. What are you doing? You, What's happening? You know that Good Riddance is playing right now, right? What? You know that the song Good Riddance oh, is playing over Skype? <laughs> no. I assumed you were doing this on purpose. No. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, you're fucking playing Good Riddance. You know what? That happened to me earlier today where... <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. We, I, I'm so I'm so mad at Spotify. They changed it so we that... We got a green day ghost. <sighs> no, no, no. Uh, the thing is, like, Spotify, if you quit the program and then you restart, or you, like, open it again, it just... It automatically starts, starts your favorite yeah, song. <laughs> it starts playing the song that you were listening to. In this case, it spoiled my bit that I was going to do where I was going to play the sound sample from the Green Day song later on in Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> Way to spoil my bit, Spotify. God damn it. And and that's uh, a, that's thank an you annoying for including us in and, and <laughs> user hostile feature, quote unquote feature. Uh you got to get some UX engineers in there because what the fuck, Spotify? That's not cool. Like I reopen the application, I don't immediately want it to start playing audio unless I tell it to. Anyway, yeah. All that to say, I did see the Bloodhound Gang yes. song in there. Yes, the Bloodhound Gang. There is a old lady who has some very saggy wrists, <laughs> and this is showing up in my monitor at work. So, yeah, look it up, everybody. You can see the beautiful image that I saw and projected at work in front of all my coworkers. 
Uh, where was I going yeah. with that? I'm looking at it. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Look at it. Oh, look at look at. Oh it. wow. Look at it some more. Slower. That's a funny album title. The album title's name is Hard Off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. So we've been talking on Skype for 29 minutes and 41 seconds now. Let's start the show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog, as I'm sure you've guessed by now. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And Cameron, now is the time. No, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I mean, yeah, yes, it is. Now, now is the time. Oh, right. Uh, that's... <laughs> it's like every joke uh, on the show. Um, that's the album we listen to. It is. Now is the time. 1992. It's Alanis Morissette. The, I think it's so funny that... I'm not doing this on... I don't think we're doing this on purpose, but like the... We've gotten only artists that have the same timeline. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, late 80s, early 90s. But I think ICP started out 1991 also. Yes. I mean, they had like some EPs or something before that, but yeah. Well, yeah. And then Garth's first album was, I guess he was a little bit earlier. 89, in 1989, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, this album is, I enjoyed it a lot. It's really yeah. funny. It's really fun. There's, yeah. it's, it's made better. Yes, I enjoyed it more. The lyrics mm. are not great, yeah, but they are funny. Al- Alanis herself, <laughs> if you go to her website, she has undisowned her first album and this yeah. album, and she has a lot to say about this. She says this, and was- you can also you can yeah. also listen to the albums there. Yes, that is a good point. You can listen to both the albums there, even though like it seemed like the whole her whole deal is that she disowned these and wish they never existed but maybe she's come to terms with that but she says this was the follow-up record to my self-titled debut full album i don't know why she has to say full album i was slowly coming into my own as a writer and started writing ever so slightly more autobiographically we split the writing between all three of us writers three ways okay which was not the case on the album before so i was able to stand up for myself much more easily i had a hmm. i had shot a video for the song real world that was met with shock and horror by the fans that had known me as the quote pop princess it was my mm. desire to evolve and include more aspects of myself on this record and in the videos we shot for it i think this record freaked out the people i was working with and they eventually initiated parting ways with me for it wow freeing me up to start with a clean slate and the freedom to include my true perspective and unique style without judgment She's really got a way with words. Is this a transcribed like interview? You think that's it? That's interesting. Yeah, it sounds. Like, it reads like it is transcribed, just off the she's, cuff remarks. She's a lot. I think she might be a lot smarter than Garth or uh, ICP. I wouldn't be surprised. So far, the songs haven't <laughs> reflected that necessarily. Well, she's but... also been sixteen and eighteen years old. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I'm convinced that most of this album is about graduating high school. Uh, welcome to the real world, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, God. The way she uses the word baby in one of these songs <laughs> makes me want to puke. <laughs> oh, no. This album is lousy with babies. <laughs> lousy with babies. Exactly. Uh, we, we need to, like... So, I was talking with Becca, and she was saying, you know... 
that we need to get more uh, baby shirts um, <laughs> from that one guy. <laughs> um, I want to be a cowboy baby, and uh-huh. then we can get one that's a little baby told God. Oh, there you go. Just get a whole then, set of baby shirts. Yeah, <laughs> just the same babies. baby character. Um, I well, think, you I saw think the Santa one I thing. did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, we could just, like, fuck up his artwork, Ryan Robison, <laughs> and just, like... <laughs> Where we could, where we could actually support him. Nah, commission some more work. Nah, that's not God what our forbid. our supporters are paying us for. Yeah, <laughs> they want us to buy web domains like desirablebad dot com. Uh, any other general thoughts before we start talking about these songs? No, no. <laughs> let's start. All right, we gotta start. You want to start the show? Yeah. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about listening to this it's song. A dream it's within a dream. Real World by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Did did this come out after I don't give a bad about my dad? Uh, <laughs> I don't give a my, bad my about dad. my damn reputation. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Although that that is the most obvious uh, antecedent for this song. The song "Bad Reputation" by Joan Jett was released in 1980. Yeah, it was her debut solo single. And this song came out 12 years later and is a worse song. And I don't know why she didn't just cover Joan Jett's song. Okay, so this is, it's a coming of age story or something. Or something. It's time time to be an adult, Alanis. Boy, it sure is crazy out there. There's issues and opinions and you gotta be determined. That's what this song is about. Um, basically, she has a vague sense that she's about to enter the real world, but she has absolutely no idea what that means, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently, because there's no details <laughs> about <laughs> what to do about that. But you gotta be, we play the game with determination, but it's not a game. It's a revelation. Yeah. Is it a game or is it not a game? I feel like she's sending a little bit of mixed messages. Yeah. It's the real world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Step inside the real world. Step inside the real real world. I woke from the dream. Did the TV I show... know what it means. Did the TV show Real World start... Is is this song referring to that, perhaps? What is, oh, I think maybe it had started in Britain at that point. Let's see. The real world. Oh, no. It was first broadcast in 1992. Oh, what do you know? Oh, well, I know that Based it was on first broadcast song. in 1992. Uh, yeah, this song must have been the inspiration for that series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> musta. It musta. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, all done, I'm all done talking about yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm pretty much done talking about this song. There's <laughs> okay. not, not a lot of meat on them bones. There's some fun fun guitar and organ work in there. Yeah. Um, feel- there's, a, there's a lot of, like, good-sounding guitar uh, amidst the, like pop loops that are in this album there's yeah. some good guitar work that do you think is there's actually a guitar to listen to 
It's it's hard to say if they're. It sounds like a guitar, right? But, uh, hmm. Do you think it's a clavinet or something? I don't know. The thing is, like, on if you go to Wikipedia, the personnel listed on this album, they don't list any musicians. It kind of oh, makes it just weird. seem like Leslie Howe sequenced this whole thing. He's credited with credited with producer, engineer, mixing. So, hmm. it could just be incomplete credits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think overall this album sounds better, and I think the melodies are more interesting oh, yeah. and more catchy than the last album. I think album. The, song, the songwriting is, is better. Yeah. The key, like, there's, well, there's some really f- stupid key changes. Oh, but boy. The, are there. The, uh, the non-take-it-up key changes, um, like the interesting structural key changes, are, I think, pretty good. Are... Arr. All right. Well, let's... I be loving the music theory of Alanis's second album. Arr. Arr, the lost city of Alanis. <laughs> All right. Next song is called "An Emotion Away." Man, this song is a fucking bop. You hear that chorus? Yeah, it's I think, very good. I think this might actually be my favorite song on the album. I really enjoyed it. It it feels like uh, just like fun, cheesy, stupid dance pop from the 80s. I mean, it's from 1992, but it sounds like the 80s. But hmm. it is from Canada, and Canada is at least a decade behind the rest of the world, <laughs> culturally speaking. <laughs> and that's what this song oh, is boy. about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, an aspect of my character on this podcast has just become shitting on Canada constantly. Uh, hey, I was just I I spent my first time there as an adult uh, all last week, and I don't know it Vancouver. Was <laughs> yeah, oh, I rode my bike I there did, one time. I, I didn't fall in love with it as much as I hoped it would. Yeah, I would. It's sort of like projects for rich people. <laughs> Vancouver has like the worst real estate market in North America. It's really bad. Uh, uh, oh, but do you do you know what I did find in Vancouver? I don't know. There is there is a pizza place that makes Neapolitan style pizzas. Guess what kind of pizza they had there? Uh, pineapple, Canadian bacon. Yes, hell yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Did, did you have your Neapolitan with pineapple? I did, and it was delicious. I it bet was it delightful, was. Nathan. Yeah. Uh, so now I don't even have to make it. They also have pizza in a cone over there. <laughs> what? Yeah, I remember that. That was that was the thing that impressed me and my friend Justin. Hey, Justin, if you're listening, we re- we did a little bike tour from Portland up to Vancouver, BC, and one of the things that immediately was impressed upon us in Canada was their chain of pizza restaurants that have pizza in cones. So there's that. Yeah. Delightful. Also, I went to Toronto last summer and it was super cool. I want to move to Toronto. Hey, Canada. Hey, Canada. If you're listening, I know you're listening. We got some listeners up there. Just can you talk to somebody in the Canadian (laughs) immigration services, please? I really, I feel like I'm Canadian at heart. Um, and that's what this song's about. Um, Alanis is uh, only 18, but yet she's still old enough to be jaded about love. It's so funny how 18-year-olds and teenagers can think they're so world-weary. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's really fun listening to them to like talk about that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't want You got to you got to like get get through the wall. <laughs> the wall. Sort of. You got to break your stride. Just You're living. mixing your metaphors. Mm-hmm. I'm using I'm just using all running metaphors. The, oh, well, that's like a double metaphor when you say the wall. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. All right, now I get it. It's great. <laughs> Very, very good comments. A plus. I like the, Would listen again. I like this. I like this chorus. Um, the idea of love being on the brink of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of like an interesting way to talk about it. An I interesting guess, thing to talk about in a song. Yeah. She, she's literally saying that an emotion is only an emotion away. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't, isn't that for all emotions? Like, I'm feeling love adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ennui is just an emotion away. Hatred is yeah. just an emotion away. Mm. You know, like that. Mm. Okay, I, I feel Pull like it's it's mind. one of those quasi profound things that the high schoolers think is really good. We get we get some uh, some uh, industrial strength examples of that later on. Uh, she also talks about a love <laughs> thing, and I'm not really sure what the, that's uh, it's just weird phrasing. I, I knew, knew that, that one, one day, day I'd find a love, love thing. thing. Now I'll never stop believing in chance. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sync up our audio so we're saying, it, we're saying it together in chorus. Okay, sorry. Do you want to say it again? <laughs> okay, now, okay. We, sh- we, sh- we, sh- we should get like a, a consistent tempo going. Okay, one, two, three. Four. I knew that, I knew one, that day one day I'd find a, I'd love, find a thing. love thing. Now, now I'll, I'll never, never stop, stop believing, believing in chance. chance. Nailed it. Got it in one. This is what the <laughs> listeners come from. This is what they give can you, money for. Can, can you play that uh, sample, please? Oh, shit. I forgot so, about that. Okay. So there's a, here's another. But, but, but before don't, you play it, before you play uh, it. You said to play it, but not to play it, huh? Yeah. Well, cue it up. And then while it's you're queuing, I'm just going to get it. Okay. It's the letter so Q. Listen, it's right in front of me. I, I want you to pretend you haven't read these lyrics. Okay. And I want you to tell me, what do you think she's saying? Uh, okay. I like this okay. game. Oh, oh, in the in the snippet. Okay. Okay. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> so i think she what? begins by saying love is you're gonna get some or something like that and then love is crazy love is crazy is that you right? think you actually heard her say crazy did i that's hang a, on that's a lyric on the genius it seems you're gonna get some melba maybe toast love is crazy what did you hear it just says like she say love is scoozy <laughs> <laughs> and then she say, "Love, love is squeezy." <laughs> hmm. Okay, well, I didn't hear that. So, I mean, you did hear that because that's exa- that's. I'm just saying the sounds back. That well, she said. excuse me. <laughs> Anytime. Mm. All right. Well, next song is called "Rain."
Every time that it rains. God, I was going to bring that up. I was going <laughs> to jump right in at the end and say, Garth Brooks, where did you come from? I mean, uh, it's not like a Garth melody, but the maudlin subject matter and the cheesy sound effects are, and the spoken word interludes, they're all vintage Garth. Very much. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some Garth moments on here. Yep. On this, on this album. Yes. Uh, so this one's me, right? Yes, it is. Uh, we need to decide this right now. How do how do we say the Alanis but possessive? Is it Alanis's or mm. Alanis? Alanis, I'm. Um, how do you say it? I don't know how to. This is something I've never learned how to speak correctly. I think most people, when written. Most people opt for, I think a lot of style guides opt for the apostrophe with no S after it. Right. But I think when spoken aloud, generally, I feel like you should go for Alanis's just to cut down on ambiguity. Okay. You know. Alanis's boyfriend goes missing. Is he dead? Did he join the army? Did he spontaneously combust? Alanis never got to say goodbye. Until, and then there's a bunch of supernatural stuff that happens in the second verse. Uh, I look in the mirror now, and all I see is yesterday. At night, I hear your voice, and it is calling out my name. Um, yeah. So. That's not supernatural. You. She hears a spooky voice at she's night. She's dreaming. This is just a dream, <laughs> or she's imagining it. Come on. It's not supernatural. All right. Yeah, uh, it's it literally sounds like the way she's writing the song. It literally sounds like she physically lost this person. Yeah, like like he's just like a like a dumb child that just wandered off at an amusement park and she can't find I, him. No idea where he went. <laughs> he just left. I don't know. He he just toddled off after some cotton candy or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and like, yeah, how can you physically lose a person like? You know, just like buzz his fucking beeper or something, dude. Come on. What? Whoa, like that. Synergy. Oops. I oh, it's like the secret. I I wished it hard enough, and it came into existence. I'm unstoppable. I'm a golden god. I've always said that about you. <laughs> so this this song starts with, "It was the night Rod Stewart played." So something, something about the way that Rod Stewart just made this man disappear. <laughs> oh, maybe he was playing Russian roulette with Rod Stewart, and that's how it. That's how he went. I think. I think. I think Rod Stewart told him lately that he loved him, and then, uh, and then he just had to leave. Mm-hmm. That's Rod Stewart, right? I don't know, man. I know nothing, almost nothing about. Have Rod I told you lately that I love you? That's the only Rod Stewart joke I can make. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't really have anything. I always confuse Rod Stewart with like Brian Adams and Ryan Adams, and are those guys not all the same person? Which one's Brian Adams? I don't know, but I think he's different from Brian Seltzer. <laughs> And the orchestra. <laughs> Brian. A co-worker of mine, her husband, plays guitar for Brian Seltzer. And tours with him oh, and stuff. Brian's Canadian. Is he? 
Man. Man, Canada's got all the best stuff. <laughs> they got Rush. They got Poutine. They got Atlantis. Hey, I almost got a they guy got John from, Candy. Uh, I almost got a guy from uh, Velvet Underground to be on Get Up in the Cool. What the fuck? Who? Doug Yule. Uh, I was hoping, Get Up in the Yule. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you were going to say John Cale. <laughs> no, uh, apparently he's an old-time musician in Seattle, and uh, he uh, owns a violin shop. A violent so shop? Yeah. What kind of violence does it perpetrate? <laughs> Performative violence. Oh, okay. Um... Carnivalesque violence. I mean, that's all old time music is—just performative violence. It kind of is, isn't it? And it's sort of a carnivalesque murder ballads, old grass, minstrelsy, um, word association. Can we talk about the next song now? Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, oh, the only other thing I have to say about this one. Wait, we're still talking about rain, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a sound clip of the cheesy sound effects that begin this song, just so listeners can hear it. hearing this shit it does sound like bubbling cheese <laughs> i i don't think cheese bubbles like that dude i think you gotta stop buying that kind of cheese i don't think that's right um yeah the only other comments i had about this is the lyrics kind of just describing a music video like the imagery yeah. <laughs> just kind of sounds like they're narrating i look through the broken glass and watch the storm go through my mind uh, yeah, it's it's bookended with like a film noir yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so a weird device. Next song is called The Time <laughs> of Your Life. Joke. Here we go. This is that great <laughs> bit that I set up and fucking Spotify ruined forever. Okay. So this is, I was going to do this. Uh, fuck that because Spotify ruined it. So listeners, you don't get to hear my excellent over. joke. Joke is over. <laughs> and instead, we have to listen to the actual damn sound do you, sample. Do you know what I say? What? Good riddance. Okay. That joke. Good riddance. Fine. Why are they We're starting to get some of that Alanis vocal tick. Yeah. yeah. It's white, I, if, if white our, chick singer is back. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking more like the singles that I've heard from Jagged Little Pill have mm. that kind of like affected vocal thing going on that we hear in this song. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of it in the weeks ahead. Um, but I well, don't she think she wants to be the best. I guess. I don't think I can synopsize this song better than the what the genius refers to as the pre-chorus. I want you. You'll know I'll never stop till I've gotcha. She's a Pokemon trainer. You'll never be quite the same when I rock ya. I'm not the kind of girl that you thought I was. You'll have a good time. I'm a boy trainer. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. (laughs) Gotta be the best. Uh, And that's pretty much it like if you get with Alanis you're gonna have the time of your life Uh uh-huh what tell me what um look at me I'm a girl that some may preconceive uh that sounds illegal (laughs) 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 um yeah there's 
there's this device that I think we're going to get a lot more of in um, Alanis's music. Uh, where, well, here it is. Uh, here's a place where life runs at a different pace, where love is just convenient. None are obedient. And we are subservient. Look at me. I'm a girl that some may preconceive. Um, just a lot of like, oh, uh, but why do they try and generalize? Why are they antagonizing me? I think uh. she doesn't know how to earn multiple syllable words in songwriting, which is like the one of the biggest no-nos. It's just like, if you're going to use a multiple syllable word... You better be worth it. Yeah. Well, it, the, the tr- at least in English language songwriting. Yeah. Well, the trouble is the the more multisyllabic you get, it kind of correlates with how abstract the word is. Yeah. And the more abstract and more vague you get in your songwriting, the worse it is. And she's doing it yes. in such a contrived <laughs> way that draws attention to it. Like, I'm going to keep hammering home these, you know, five syllable words and just over and over and over again so that you see them every single time. And yeah. I I have a, a part of my notes where I say these lyrics are bad and vague where she does the same thing here. And I wonder how we've come this far in a world that does not recognize women are victimized. Yeah. What does that symbolize? Why do you I want the me. things I usually <laughs> criticize? It may be self-destructiveness or maybe it's emptiness inside, but something I can't control. It's like that, that, if if you read it literally on a denotative level, it does not make sense. It does not scan. Yeah. Women are victimized. What does that symbolize? I, it, what, that's not a symbol. It doesn't symbolize yeah. anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, and the world does not recognize women are victimized. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. I, yes. I, <laughs> But it means something bigger, Nathan. You're not seeing the big picture. Uh, I, I'm kind of mean? annoyed when when people like generalize <laughs> the entire world as being one way or another. I mean, yeah. I, I get that it's like the overriding trend is that women are not treated great. But uh, that's just like such a trio of bad lines. And I feel like we're going to get a lot of that in the weeks ahead. Self-destructiveness. What? I mean, but that's tied in with the line before. Why do I want the things I usually criticize? What does that mean? What is she talking about? This is I, what I'm. This think, is what I mean with like vague, bad lyrics. I th- I think what she's. It seems like she's talking about like one and bad boys or something, mm. but it doesn't make any sense with the rest of this song. And that that's not supported by the actual text of the song. No, not at all. <laughs> that's you drawing an inference. You're interpreting that. That's all I got. That's all I got, Nathan. I guess because this is a bad song, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really catchy. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got bad lyrics. I don't know if I call it a bad song. You'll never be quite the same when I rock ya. Oh well, ain't once, that the truth? Once you go, Alanis, you don't. Nathan, go, I'm, setting, I'm setting you up. <laughs> you don't go. Panis? No, no, you make a joke. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I <got nothing. laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Um, you never watch a movie directed by John Landis. <laughs> Ever again. You, you decide that, that, uh, Isn't that Animal a bit House. On the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you decide that Animal House is a world that does not recognize that victim or women are victimized. And what does that symbolize? Yeah. <laughs> animal house my mom's in animal house you know that uh support of the show is, is in animal house <laughs> as an extra in the parade scene oh is she in the marching band 
no she's a, a one of the bystanders that like is in the front row and pulls a kid back from getting run over by the death mobile was that was that planned or is it just like is what planned a candid candid moment caught on tape is your mom a hero oh like oh, hero. oh thank you for your service um i don't remember i don't know i don't know if she ever told me but they filmed that in Cottage Grove, Oregon, which is just down the road from the tiny town I grew up in, in the outskirts of Eugene. <sighs> that movie's bored. Is that movie, is that movie fucked up? Yeah. Oh, totally. It is. There's like all kinds of have, rape and sexual assault <laughs> and misogyny and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, unlike Fight Club, where like it seems like it's going for a higher meaning, but it's, you know, uh it's 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 biggest fans don't get it right it seems like animal club <laughs> first, first rule of animal club and i fucking broke it i'm sorry you don't talk about animal club oh my god uh, uh, I'm just going to sit here for a minute and think about Animal Club. <laughs> that's like my happy Nathan, place to go to now. You met me at a very strange time in my life. <laughs> uh, Animal Club. Animal Club. Uh-huh. No apologies. Okay, I guess we can listen to that. But the entire time we're listening to the sound snippet, I'm going to be thinking about Animal Club. <laughs> Uh, I, I like how I didn't even finish that story. I'm just, you know, just like, what story? you know, you just, just fill it in listeners. Something, something, Wait. pose law, something, something, author's intent. What story? What are you talking about? What? About, uh, about animal club. <laughs> what about it? There was a story there. I was comparing it to fight club. That's and, not a story. And, okay. I thought you were telling uh, you me guys know how the show goes. Yeah. No apologies. Uh, Alanis. That's our show. Sim- no apologies for the stupid <laughs> bullshit that we make you listen to. Alanis simultaneously holds out and abandons hope that someone she cares about will something will do something that yeah. she wants them to do. Yeah. Or not do something that she doesn't want them to do. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the synopsis. Also, this is a Garth Brooks song. Yes, this is very much <laughs> a Garth Brooks song. This is such a Garth Brooks song. Uh, but but with oh, worse, boy. even worse lyrics than Garth. Like, in retrospect, I think I might have been a little bit hard on Garth because he was actually, like, pretty solid compared to some of the stuff we've heard <laughs> since him. Uh, like, these amazing uh, lines that open the song. We, Whenever we talk rain. about sun, all I see is the rain. It's like looking for tears in an ocean. Which is like the <laughs> dumbest, fakest, like high school profundity. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh! This I'm is the song. Words. This like is the, the song where she Kali Ma's herself. I was, I was gonna make the Kali Ma joke. <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> I you're reach in my heart to see me. if your love is alive in me, Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Uh-huh. <sighs> uh huh. There's a really awkward lyric here, but now I feel alone. My feelings turn to stone. What is it, Nathan, about why does it sound so bad when words are repeated sometimes? 
in poems or in songs. What do you mean? Or in or in just writing. Like I think it feels awkward that she uses the word feel twice. Oh. In in a non-structural way. She just says, "But now I feel alone, my feelings turn to stone." Yeah, the feeling of feeling alone has turned to stone. That's the feeling that turns to stone. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very strange metaphor. You've been blind not to realize all the love that I hold inside. Hmm? How hmm. could you? <laughs> so the love I had, I hold the love inside, but you're blind not to realize mm-hmm. that I have it. Yep. That I'm holding it, uh, but it's inside me. Kalima. Where you can't see it, but you're Good blind. Boy. Animal Club. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really... St- in this record, she uses the word emotion in some really strange ways. Uh, usually in context of like, you should give into emotion or yeah, that's the, she literally says that they, I'm hearing your words like the wind. They blow straight through my heart. Will you ever give into emotion? Where, where is she finding all of these like heartless teenage boys? Like, Canada, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's rough like up there. Automatons. <laughs> just a great no white nerd. Full of cold, cold, emotionless robots. Just a bunch of um, uh, Vulcans. Bunch of Vulcans with their socialized healthcare system. <laughs> That's where I derive most of my emotion, just from like <laughs> my like <laughs> angst in uh, in having yeah. to live under a healthcare system that is constantly my existential threatening anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. Great. Uh, you had another sound sample you wanted me to play, right? Oh, did oh did I? Oh, it's the holy fuck moment. Here it is. Whoa! <laughs> holy fuck! I reach in my heart to see. <laughs> holy fuck! Uh, if you didn't put it together, uh, that is not the key that they were in before. <laughs> and, uh, they basically did a Superman-esque feat of leaping a tall building to get up there. <laughs> uh, and it is c- quite the, whatever the od- audio version of spectacle is. Mm, mm-hmm. An oracle. But, hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's quite the key change. <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, Do I have anything Not else? earned, yeah. I don't think. All right. Uh, um, next song is called Can't Deny. So man, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, I like that. It reminds me of um, like soul music or like disco soul stuff, like uh, McFadden and Whitehead or something. Really, I was yeah. thinking it it had like a, a vaguely Australian pop sound. Hmm. It's very like Men at Work. Like it sounds to me a lot like this song. Which, uh, <laughs> 
uh, especially this part, which you asked me to uh, get a sound sample of, and I already had it because it's Ooh, so okay. great. Okay, wait. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that like synth panpipes with that uh, heavily syncopated beat behind it sounds so much like men at work. Yeah. If it's I love that moment where you're like, "Oh, is this real?" There's there's always a split second where you're like, "Is this real pan flute?" Um oh, well, not for me. It sounded it, pretty <laughs> fake right away. Well, because usually like real pan flute is not usually. Uh when you when one in this at least in the developed world here's pan flute it's usually super produced mm, like they like point. put so much reverb on it and you can't yeah. it doesn't sound that different from synth pan flute i don't think like if you go to like a you know spiritual wellness store and they, they have just like stock pan flute music there Ooh, how sounds, much does atlantis's podcast have highly produced pan flute do you think uh i still haven't got up the nerve to check it out um, either it's probably all pan flutes uh but there's so there's a moment where you're, you know where i'm like is this real pan flute and then uh the the synth player go, just to, with a little wink just goes ahead and, and hits that modulate swish mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like ben, bends it up and, and down and you're like oh thank you it's just what i needed <laughs> <laughs> yep so and there's a lot of that in uh what do you mean by justin bieber which is such a bop I love Is that it? song. I don't think I've oh. heard that song. Have you heard? I haven't like listened to that album, but everything that I've heard from that album, like four or five songs, is just so good. Really? It's so Is that like good. his latest album? I think so. I don't think he's Cameron, come out with one sense. Cameron, are you a believer? I mean, I wasn't until I heard that album, and that album's fresh. Then it's I saw so his good. face. <laughs> now I'm a believer. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're uh, telling more me? like... More like then I heard um, "Love Yourself" and now I'm a believer. Oh, is that song about uh, quote unquote self care? Um, it's it's a it's a pretty subtle like. Is what I'm saying. No, it's it's oh. a. I mean, kind of. It's oh great. It's basically a go fuck yourself song, but it but he says you can go and love yourself. Oh, that's um, kind of clever. It is exactly the whole album is just like stuff like that. Okay. And what do what do you mean isn't as clever, but it's really funny because it's all about how he doesn't know how to talk to women. <laughs> that sounds and he lit- plausible. He literally has a riff in it that goes, "A baby, I'm straightforward." <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a flight of the Concords line. That's a riff. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Be more constructive with your feedback. Why? And and the more. Uh, the main the main hook in that song is synth pan flute okay yeah yeah um but as far as what this song is about alanis has a habit of just stating the thesis of the song in the chorus on this album where she says i think of you far too much because you you're one of a kind i'm not like an open book because i've got something in mind you know i can't deny the way i feel inside i won't be hiding my love you know i can't disguise you're always on my mind and now i can't get enough Seems like she is an open book, though, because she yeah. can't deny and she can't disguise. Yeah, that's what she said. But she said, "I'm not like an open oh, book." Oh, hmm. That's a which it, hmm. which is it, Alanis? That's an interesting point. the The two parts of the chorus seem opposed to each other. I liked it er, uh, elsewhere in the song 
where I was like, oh, there's some competent lyrics here where she says, it's in my blood and all through my veins. You feel it once and you're never the same. Whenever I close my eyes, you're there. I feel it inside. But why am I holding in my love? I can't tell you why. And I, I kind of dug the tension between hiding her feelings and holding them in and not being able to do that and how she can't hide them. So I, I kind of, I was kind of like how this that, song has like those opposing forces at work and men and at that's, work. And that's, and that stands out. I was, a, I, I couldn't really think about that because when I when the line before that is, I like the strength of a confident man. It's okay. in my blood and all through my veins. <laughs> and uh, just like, I, I was just really distracted by the idea of her, like, like channeling the strength of a confident man, like, <laughs> through through her body in some sort of like ritual <laughs> <laughs> well well what you do is is you um you uh ritualistically slice the throat open and then you you drink the blood and then you, you got to eat the brains because the brains give you the courage and then you you have to you have to take a bite out of the heart because that's where the the strength of the confident man is huh, feminism right <laughs> <laughs> all these women high five in. yeah <laughs> it's like they want to slit our throats or something <laughs> they want to eat our hearts and gain the strength of a confident man <laughs> who really wears the pants around here oh, uh, okay <laughs> well let's move on from the land down under uh which is canada apparently and go on to the next song which is called when we meet again some very affected lyrics again but i i really like that chorus yeah by the way the genius is done just a just a shitty job of like identifying the structure of these songs specifically in regards to like when they say that something is a pre-chorus or when something is a chorus or which words are in the chorus or which words are in the verse just all over this <laughs> this album it's mm -hmm. just like who's who analyzed this <laughs> this song i don't know man so pretty bad um anyway so when we meet again uh alanis wants uh someone to parent trap her and her ex <laughs> like <laughs> she's uh she wants a second a second go at the old the old flame i'm pretty sure this song is definitely about graduating high school and saying goodbye to an ex right oh this is a uh, maybe maybe when we're real Real big boys and girls, we could try again. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. I have um, that. I have that in my notes. This song is definitely about graduating high school, and then also right next to it, I have this song is nothing, nothing, <laughs> because simultaneously, this song exists in a superposition of being about high school and being about nothing at all, and it's a nothingness. I think there's. I think there's something to be said for. When someone is vague in a pattern that you recognize, and it's what like, you, what can you possibly mean by that? Like, I mean, it's like this is bullshit, but I know what you're saying because this is such a, I don't know, like uh, you knew you knew what this song was about, but the song's total bullshit and doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't make sense in a pattern that you've seen before, uh. and maybe that's why people like it. I'm, I don't want to 
I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to engage with it on those terms. Like that's, uh, that's lazy songwriting and it is squandering all the opportunities to say something more interesting. I'm not saying that's a, uh, a good thing. <laughs> it's, I think you're describing how she gets away with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. She's getting away with it, but she yeah. just shouldn't be. Um, it's like the the purpose, the idea of like the purpose of using a cliche is to get a large idea out of the way um, so that you can move on to a more nuanced idea. But she just doesn't do that. Yes, she does not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to do this other sound sample you had? Yeah. That was one. There it is. Edging me there for a while. (laughs) For the payoff. I like that that one a a little bit better. That is a much better uh, key change. It's a a lot less weird and contrived. I think because it lands on a major seven chord, um, it doesn't feel as triumphant. Uh Like if you're doing a take it up key change, but you're landing on like a smooth chord, it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. You're like... You're taking it up, but it's easing me in. Ooh, so. that sounds sexy when you put it that yeah. way. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, next song is called Give What You Got. Oh, I'm so jealous you get this song. Yeah. So, okay, is she is she saying loving body because it sounds like she's saying loving buddy, loving buddy. That's funny. If buddies. you want my loving buddy, <laughs> buddy, if I can call you that. This is my loving buddy. So Alanis is a white chick singer, and she's into adult <laughs> no baby di- play. No disco queen. She's no disco queen, but she is into adult baby play. Uh because yes. the. Oh my god. The opening <laughs> lyrics of the song are you've got to give it all to baby. You know I want it all for me. I'm the baby, got to love me. I, I, I want to get to know you, baby. Is that a possibility? Ah, ah, they're so both I, babies. I, I was ah, thinking I'm babies. a baby. You know how I'm a baby, you're a baby. <laughs> Let's get to know each other and yeah. give it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> give it to each other. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, stick with me. I'm your mama. <laughs> yeah, there's so much weird, like, Oedipal shit. Uh, uh, and you can run to mama every time you skin your knee. No one ever could take your place. The way you may, you move makes me hot. So she goes from, I'm your mama. You can come to me when you skin your knee because you're a little baby, apparently. But the way you move makes me hot when you're a little baby just toddling around in that diapy. <laughs> Ooh, diaping around like that. Hell yeah. It's so hot. Gotta give it all to baby. <laughs> give it all to baby. Get down on your knees. Baby. Ugh. Uh, I don't like this. We've <laughs> gone in some dark territory. Oh, oh yeah. If uh, That is a line. You've got to get down on your knees. Yes, it is. You know what happens then. <coughs> Submit. Submission. They they, yep. they prostate themselves. <laughs> um, 
You get your loving buddy when you get down yeah. on your knees. I don't know, man. I don't have much else to say about this song. <laughs> this, this song's hilarious. It's it is hilarious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's also really, really deeply unsettling. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's old. I I kind of I get. I kind of trust and respect, in a way, the sort of Oedipal nature of like songwriting, um, in music from the past in like traditional musics, mm-hmm. like. I understand it that they're engaging with like structures of like, yeah, it's like you're replacing your mom when you like find a woman to be with or something like I under I understand all that stuff. And I think it makes a sort of intuitive and psychological sense. Um, but it, I had no more, please. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you bring that up because a few <laughs> songs later, she literally talks about her Oedipal <clears throat> issues and name drops Sigmund Freud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh shall we do some more sound samples? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> There's a monkey in the recording studio? She sounds like she. <laughs> she sounds like give it to baby. She maybe <laughs> oh, that's God. her gangster name. <laughs> oh. She she makes it sound like um. Do you know that Jeff Goldblum scene from Jurassic Park where the people like made it into a song? Oh yeah, they yeah. transcribed it. <laughs> I'll link to it in the show notes. And then here's the next one. Here's the next sound sample. <laughs> wow! 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 Oh, such good riffs. Yeah, really in, <laughs> improvising there. Tearing yeah. it up. <laughs> Exploring the space. Uh, it just like, seems like it's so obviously a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. I hope she's just, like, you know, being silly. I hope so. It's hard yeah. to say. She seems like a pretty sincere person overall. I'm a white chick singer. Yeah, I would I'm hope that's Tony a joke. Clifton. But she's always... <laughs> Tony Clifton. <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> uh, <coughs> give it all to baby. Give it all to baby. <laughs> no. All right, check, check her. <laughs> yep. Mm. Uh, okay. Next song is called. Oh God. <laughs> I hate. I hate this when songs have words at the beginning that are in parentheses. It's just like, come on, dude. So in parentheses, it says change is, and then never a waste of time. Because never a waste of time is a perfect title. It's a perfect title for a song, but they just have a little extra parentheses at the beginning. Yeah. So just just to clarify, the whole purpose of having a parenthetical title next to the real title is like good riddance is the title, right? Yes. And then time of your life is parenthetical. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like good riddance is the title, but it's like you want it to like. It's like an alternate, almost like an alternate title. Yeah, it's an alternate title. It's the title you would look for. 
yeah. because it's in the song. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's how it's like how they used to publish books where they would g- give a title and then be like, or this title. But but in this um, changes parenthetically, and then never a waste of time. It's like she really wanted never a waste of time <laughs> to be the title, as if that's like mm-hmm. <laughs> anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. She obviously does not get the the device, the 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 naming device, or whoever named this song. Uh. So, but anyway, you're Nathan. I know you're discouraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in general in yeah. your life. Well, I kind of um, am. Yeah. Uh, your um, your job's joke. You're broke. Your love life needs a raise. <laughs> That's not how it goes. Your love life's DOA. <laughs> Is that the lyric? Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I actually got that uh, that whole album from the library, but I only ever listened to that one song. <laughs> but I did listen to the entire song. Um, but anyway, Alanis has It's like I'm always something. stuck in second gear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I feel like it hasn't been my day, my month, or even my year. Well, there's no remedy for that, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to be there for you in <laughs> in this gig, in this bit. Mm. Um, Alanis has something to tell you that, uh-huh. that definitely makes sense uh-huh. and will totally make you feel better. I believe that. And uh, <laughs> just like, just give your perspective that little bump that it needs to shift mm, it. I just need one more bump. Um, because you've been crying for too long. Mm-hmm. Stop that, <laughs> you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid baby. <laughs> Sometimes life is so unkind, but change is never a waste of time. Whenever you change something in your life, it's always good, and it's never wasted. <laughs> yeah, is that actually true? <laughs> no. <laughs> mm, that's what I thought. That's that's most of the things that are a waste of time. Is changes. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, I rearranged this room. Now I have to change it back because now the I way gotta, I did it is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's not necessarily a waste of time in that situation because then you, then know, you know how to then not you know. how to not arrange a room. <laughs> yeah. Um, the hurt is something. The hurting is something much too strong to ignore. Don't be waiting for someone who can take all your fear away. Uh, that's. I think that's my other oh. shoot. I read it. I, I think I want you to play that sample. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. Don't be waiting for someone. <laughs> I misread. She actually did sing. Don't be waiting for someone. She said, don't be waiting for someone who can tickle your fear away. Oh. <laughs> that is actually what she said. My bad. I want someone to tickle my fear away. <laughs> that sounds fun and pleasant and happy. Yeah, I, I literally called out those lyrics in my notes where I was like, what the fuck? What is happening? She says, don't be waiting for someone who can tickle your fear away. When there's no one to listen, that is when you should not be afraid. What? Yeah. When there's no one to listen, that is when you should not be afraid. I don't think she believes that or even thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not even for one second. Yeah. But she does seem awfully comfortable making 
pretty sweeping pronouncements, doesn't she? Oh, yes. Change is never a waste of time under any circumstances. Nope. Nope. Impossible. Shut up. <laughs> Stop Shut crying. Up. Pussy. I hate how weak you are. <laughs> <laughs> I need the strength of a confident man so I can eat his heart. <laughs> All right. Last song on this album is oh my album God. 10. It's called Big Bad Love, and it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, this is the song I was referencing earlier, where at least Alanis is aware of her weird Oedipal issues. She says, I'm having dreams in the night of you, baby. Mm. And Sigmund <laughs> Freud would have thought I was crazy. Oh, she's even no, off the deep I'm end. Having, I'm having dreams in the night, comma, of you, comma, baby. Of you as a baby. Of, of you, colon, baby. <laughs> of you... <ye> <laughs> Maybe it's in parentheses. Of you, parentheses, baby. And Sorry, I interrupted you while you were reading a really funny line. And Sigmund Freud would have thought I was crazy. I wonder why you've become an obsession. All I know is that I need to have your big bad love. <laughs> so, the song is about his dick, right? That's the the subtext. I mean, text. I mean, super text, right? It's 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 another another unsettling, sexy song. And it's about his dick, right? This is a big, he's got a big dick. I think so. Yeah. It's not small. It's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm imagining that in this dream that she has, I I just, Sigmund, what would Sigmund Freud think? What could she possibly be dreaming? Well. I'm imagining they're, it's like pudding sex and they're pudding monsters. <laughs> They're having sex. What? That's what I've imagined. Huh. I feel like diaping around and dressing up in a diapy and being a mother and a baby at the same time, and they're both babies. I feel like that is the thing that would make Sigmund Freud think they were crazy. No, I think you'd be like, oh, every this is what everyone does. Oh. <laughs> Duh. Because <laughs> that's what he did. Yeah. Him and J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of those creepy, sexy whispers from the dudes that you heard at the beginning of that sound sample, but... Alanis also has some weird, creepy, sexy whispers. And, okay, the thing that's in this sound sample. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Did, did Alanis just guess. do a weird Spice Girls voice with that exaggerated, put-on British accent? Yeah, but this is way before Spice Girls, It is right? before Spice Girls. What the fuck? Hello, I'm Paul McCartney, and I do not <laughs> approve of these exaggerated fake accents. <laughs> I find it demeaning. Uh, I'm from the yeah, Beatles. Yeah, sorry about that, Paul. I do not approve. We didn't mean to dredge that up. Oh, so you had to put up with that again. I've got PTSD. <laughs> uh, uh, your your Britishness is not a joke, and we would never make a joke about the the way that your voice sounds. No, this accent is a <laughs> ever, is a hundred percent serious. <laughs> it's quite somber. 
Yeah, I agree. You're human, and it's the way you've chosen to speak. It's not funny. <laughs> I've chosen this accent. <laughs> you know how you, cho- you choose your it's accent? A life, it's a life choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It's, it's a degenerate, perverted <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> uh, nobody's born with an accent. Uh, <laughs> this song just makes me want to listen to Gigantic by the Pixies. You know that one? I don't know that one. Oh, okay. No. I'll drop a clip in. <laughs> it's basically the same song, but done a hundred times better. Who, I wonder why I'm so unrelentless. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a lyric in this I've, song. I've often wondered that about you also. Why Why is he so unrelentless? Yeah. Unrelentless? Unrelentless. So that means he does relent. He's he's quite cautious, in fact. Uh. He's, he's, <laughs> he's relentful. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is the stupidest. <laughs> it's like when people say "irregardless," but stupider somehow. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about this song? Just that I need to have your big. <laughs> <laughs> it also brings up like weird connotations of Little Red Riding Hood. And yeah. he's a predatorial, like, wolf. Yeah. Uh, or his it kind of sounds wolf, like she's saying, maybe she's saying Big Bad Loaf. <laughs> oh, like meatloaf. <laughs> it's about bread. He's a, he's a baker. Oh. Wait, it, that's, that's, that's really rustic oh, bread. That can come in handy if you need a little dough. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, we got the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we got all the jokes. Hey, hey! What do you need, everybody? What do you need? You got, you got, you need some jokes? I got some jokes. I got them right here for you. Hey, come uh, on, step right up, step right up. Cheap jokes. But dollar ninety-five. What? Bada bing, bada boom. Um, we got the jokes. We got the jokes. Uh, yeah, that's the last song. There is actually reviews on Amazon. And they, Alanis links to them from, well, they, she links to the product page for this album from her website. So you can, you can go on Amazon if you want to buy one of the used copies that are going for forty four ninety nine each. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I do want to check in with the song meanies oh we're gonna get some good ones i think okay so recently i was i was listening to a podcast and someone said song meanings and i'm like oh they said that wrong (laughs) 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 i literally had that thought today (laughs) the stupid idiots mispronounced it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i don't think we have we ever like explained or drew attention to it i just i just started calling it song meanies because i i was gonna make fun of all the people so i'm a meanie song meanie (laughs) Um, so this person on the song, uh, rain, the one with the cheesy rain sound effects, rinse it away on August 9th, 2006 writes, 
I've never heard this song before. What album is it on? I want to hear it. The lyrics are so pretty. Help. <laughs> Help me. And there are no replies. So this poor person has been sitting at their computer for 12 years waiting for someone to come along. Some good Samaritan. Thinkers, I think you know what to do. No apologies. <laughs> you know, change is never a waste of time. Never. That's what I told the, the bank teller. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, that's it for this album. I mean, I feel like I made fun of it a lot this episode, but it's it's actually genuinely an improvement. And I had a oh, lot yeah. more fun listening to it than some of the yeah, latest ICPs. It's thoroughly unoffensive. Yeah, and, and there's, there's and a couple of really good songs. None of the songs. bad stuff in it is makes me feel bad. Yes, that's exactly right. It's more like yeah. just lazy lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, or just like completely absurd musical moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I'm trying to be a little more positive on this podcast. Just got really <laughs> mad at ICP. I mean, you it's were really grumpy, grumpy today. Today? So, I was? Yeah. Oh. Whoops. I failed already. All day. I've been watching you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, even in, even in the special times, even when I was diaping around, when I was toddling uh-huh. around with my diapy. Yeah, it's some uh, passive aggressive baby play. <laughs> Man, people would not shut up about that at work. <laughs> okay, well let's let's bring this special Max Fun Drive uh, episode to a close. <laughs> Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website, email us at email at boxset.website, or tweet at Topias Podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, give us all your fucking money. God, j- just do it already. Or <laughs> This is a stick up. This is a stick up. <laughs> Hand over your wallet. Um, and no one gets hurt. And no one, well. Not, not a, not I, no a lie. promises. No, no promises. Um, and if you want to do support us without giving us money, which... Uh, I guess if you're into that, you can write us a review on iTunes or our Apple podcast or whatever they call it now. Or can you review stuff on Spotify? Who knows? Find Just out. find an Apple. Find an Apple. And then like breathe on it and then sort of like, like write, write on it like you would in a window. Uh-huh. And then throw You'd it through a window. A little... <laughs> yeah. I guess if you want to, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool. But... We're also officially now in competition with them, and we are going to out-fundraise them, and we're going to make you more should, money than them. And then we'll have to file taxes, and won't that be a paradise on Earth? If you want, I can get Squirrel Butter on, on Think Outside the Box set. What is, they were on Get Up at the Cool. What does that mean? What it, they're they're big, sh- big shot old-time musicians. They are on Prairie Home Companion before it was, a bad, it was a bad show, Bad Times, Bad Coast. Is it a bad show now? Yeah, dude. Uh, he got um, Me Too'd. <laughs> Oh no, Mewtwo, the legendary Pokemon. Garrison <laughs> Keeler's been Mewtwo the whole time. <laughs> He's just hiding in plain sight right in front of us. Uh, 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 I wish I knew more about Mewtwo to yeah, make I w- some. I wanted to like make Wobbegon some jokes, follow up jokes about Garrison tried deflection. It wasn't very effective, or something like that. Um, yeah, Squirrel Butter. <laughs> that sounds like something. You buy if you want to really get freaky. 
Uh, they're a really good band. Great. Um, they were on my show, and it's about, about the cutest episode ever. Everyone should go listen to it. I think All it's right. the most recent one up. So on this, yeah, it is. Yeah, Cameron says go listen to the song Truffle Butter or something. I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know what that song's about, right? Truffle Butter. Yeah. Is that a song? Yeah. Wow. Oh, is it ever? Okay. Yeah. So until next week with 1995's Jagged Little Pill, the first. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes the long awaited moment, the height of Alanis's career and her artistic expression, as far as I can tell. So until next week when we review that album, I've been Nathan Hunt and I'm lousy with babies. And I will be Cameron DeWitt and I'm going to call him myself. I am now and have forever and will be. Uh, forever and ever amen I'm Nathan Hunt and I'm prostating myself I'm Cameron Dewitt and I'm your love buddy <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt and I'm toddling around in my diaper <laughs> <laughs> one of us said that I don't know I wrote it down <laughs> What? There's a Jagged Little Pill musical? <gasps> what? Oh, no. Oh, is no. There, is there a video of it? <gasps> what? It's running right now in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's where you live almost. Okay, it's not running right now. It's running starting in May. Wow. The American Repertory Theater, the ART in, uh, in Harvard Square. Dude, what I wish the there was fuck. I, I wish gotta there was go see some this. way I could come up and see that, but there's uh, almost, almost definitely no way I can do that. Oh my god, Jagged Little Pill is almost completely. So- oh well, the first several weeks, several performances are sold out. Like the first week is just sold out, and the rest of it's limited availability with like a few seats here or there. Oh I have strong god. feels for it. All those boomers, all those Gen Xers. I don't know. Wow. It features a book by Academy Award winning screenwriter Diablo Cody? What does that mean? The, a book. Does that mean the script? The libretto? $110. Wow. This show is so expensive. If I want to go see this, it's going to cost me $100. Wow, 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 wow,